Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Waffle Press Hangouts. It's the last episode for February 2021. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host, Gina Versa. Hey, how are you doing? It's good to uh, see you. I uh, have a space background in honor of the Perseverance, Perseverance uh, shuttle launch from NASA. Not that uh, capitalist SpaceX. Oh, yeah, the one that exploded. The one that exploded. We, yeah, that's literally a plot point in succession. Succession yeah. is just determining the future of this country, and that's pretty hilarious to me. Yeah, we only um, stand uh, JPL and NASA. Not yeah, cause, yeah. Not because I have an aunt that works there, but. Oh, okay. I mean, that's not a bad reason either. You know, family is important. So, yeah. Uh, but today it's a little more lax show. We're just going to do some catch up with each other, with the films and television shows we've been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we're, we're going to talk about our Patreon request today, which is Man from Uncle, 2015 Guy Ritchie film. So we'll get to that at the end of the episode. That'll take most of the discussion today. Um, but just in general, Gene, what's been up since the last time we talked? We did Sundance or Sundance episodes. I'm very proud of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd recommend everyone go check out the both of those. So uh, the links in the the description down below. But how are you, Gene? What's up? What's new? Um, no, I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm healthy and safe, thankfully. I've uh, now been um, at my parents' house for one month, but I've been doing a lot on the COVID front. I got my uh, dad vaccinated and my grandpa, who gets his last shot tomorrow. And um, I'm uh, I put out a video which you should all watch, which is how to register online for the COVID. 19 vaccine in LA County. Yeah, um, I'll link down below for that as well. Right, because the site is a little cluttered and um, a lot of elderly people um, and older people in general have some trouble with the internet. Um, you know, they didn't grow up with it like we did. So whatever helps them out, you know, to get the vaccine so they could stay safe and healthy, trying to do that. And uh, yeah, please check it out. Yeah, please, please do. Um, I guess just on the topic of news, then this is obviously far less important than how to get a COVID vaccine. Right. But uh, we don't really talk about news anymore. But this time, I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy is apparently still happening. And we like Ryan Johnson and we like The Last Jedi and we like Star Wars. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that, Gene, before we get into stuff we've been watching lately? Yes, I'm I'm really glad um, that that's happening because there's just such a misconstrued idea of you know you talk to like uh fans or whatever i don't know just everyday people and they have this like weird just ra- i wouldn't say everyone but random people have this notion like oh the last jedi that was a failure it's like that movie made a billion dollars it has like multiple reviews some fans didn't like it and they're just loud um so that that's good to uh reiterate that you know people did enjoy this movie like uh some friends uh dad um really enjoyed it um they were telling me and you know uh my my mom enjoyed it i think your mom enjoyed it yeah and my mom doesn't like star wars and she was just like that was just a good movie you know like Um, yeah so i'm glad because that's just like you know just telling all these like grifters online that like yeah your your shit smells because it's like um i guess you know i hate to bring up bad topic but you know, it's like, I want to do like a collage of like all the like grifter videos, which are essentially the same thing. Cause they were like, um, 
like at, they were saying uh john favreau uh is like uh was it trying to destroy star wars by firing gina carino <laughs> and they're using like photos of him like when he's all buff and like from four christmases which is such a uh such a choice because it's like out of it's all a the, weird weird yeah, movie all, choice yeah it's not a good movie at all but like out of all the favreau movies you choose that one it's not like uh made yeah. or singers but anyway no but like yeah yeah it's, it's it's bizarre that it has that reputation online because it's like it's a movie that like tried to like right and i was do gonna things say, yeah exactly i was gonna say going to the favreau thing you know he you know dislike or like the mandalorian like you know all these fans liked favreau up until he uh you know up until that firing and now like suddenly he is the person destroying star wars and it's like like go please go outside like um get a hobby uh you know play dungeons and dragons like uh you know maybe get a dating app or something <laughs> you know? anything you know anything it, God. Th- i think all of our star wars discussions will end with this we like we like star wars we would like to continue enjoying Star Wars. If we don't, it's okay too. We got other stuff yeah. going on because Star Wars isn't our whole lives. Should not be anyone's whole life unless you're creating it. And even then, you yeah. got to have stuff after that. You know that was the message George Lucas attempted to instill. And also, why I think it's going to be a while before we see this trilogy uh, should it continue to come to fruition, like we've been told it will. Mm-hmm. Because uh, also, like George Lucas said, if you make a trilogy, that's a decade of your life you're dedicating to a single film series a saga um that's a lot uh if you're younger like us then that is you know that's 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 a good chunk of your life right there you know um, it's like a third of your life yeah moving forward uh if you're like our age and so that makes sense that you'd be like let me continue making my little knives out films my little mid-budget films um i think he might i think ryan johnson might be the key to like reestablishing the mid-budget film yeah again yeah. uh which is exciting but yeah i think that's why it'll be a while i would love to see it for the 50th anniversary uh, 2027 for his first one but uh we'll see we'll see i'm excited regardless and uh i guess just moving on after that gene what else have you been watching lately what would you recommend for the people at home or or not recommend if you didn't like it sure yeah i've been watching a lot of uh red box movies and i've occasionally gone to the drive-in now that the uh, numbers are down in california um but uh first off i would uh really want to recommend saint Maud, which finally released it from a24 because it was supposed to come out in 2020 of last year and it screened at a film festival i think tif f um tiff, TIFF yeah and it screened there in 2019 and then people were hyped and then you know 2020 happened so i saw this at the drive-in and i don't know it, it seemed like uh kind of like a midnight movie where um you know it was like this weird kind of like horror movie but then it was also like uh the exorcist and kind of like carrie where it's like a, about a young woman kind of like struggling with her faith like you know they look it's like uh it's in like England, that kind of UK area. And, uh, you know, this girl is like having visions of, uh, you know, all this trauma that she went through and it's like tied to her Catholic faith. <clears throat> and she, you know, and it's just like, God, this is like creeping me out because I'm watching this like at 1030 outside in a parking lot, <laughs> in a parking lot, essentially. 
and it really creeped me out and I'm, I'm glad I saw it. Um, you know, and uh, what's her name? The main actress. <sighs> You're going to have to help me out. Um, Morphoid Clark. Okay. It looks like her name is Morphid Clark. Morphid I might be wrong. Right. I'm not Irish. Uh, she's Welsh. Or Welsh. I am not. See, not a great run anyway. It's not a great start for me. It's all right. But, um, but it was pretty good. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I, a lot of people are watching it right now. A lot, it's got a lot of a lot of good buzz, so I'm yeah. I'm interested in checking that out. Yeah, you should. Uh, other people are hyping up something called The Empty Man, which is I, I guess like a, a serious version of the Bye Bye Man, judging by the title. But I've heard really good things, so I guess check out those two if you're if you're listening out there. Uh, I recently rewatched Miami Vice as one does because it's yeah. the best movie ever. Uh, but I also watched Peninsula. I rented oh, Peninsula. I'm glad you, I'm glad you did because I recommended that to you. Yeah, that's why. Um, it's it's a solid movie. Um, I didn't like it as much as Train to Busan, but it's tons of fun. I think it has a little bit of the the big movie problem where everything has to be like the most dramatic thing ever. And it's like there's a lot of like emotional fake outs that I'm not crazy mm-hmm. about. But like the set pieces are super yeah. inventive, tons of fun. Um and even though the emotional fake out stuff does get a little tiring, it all like works, you know. Um, I Mad wish the Max ending. It, it is Mad Max with zombies, which is which is great. Another great Mad Max with zombie movies is uh, Wormwood, Road of the Dead. I highly recommend that. It used to be on Netflix. I, I don't think it is anymore, but that's a really fun splatter movie. Uh, Peninsula might be a little stronger visually, uh, or actually a lot stronger visually, but like. I don't know which one I prefer. They're both tons of fun. Um, but yeah, I really had a, a good time with Peninsula and like, yeah, that that's like the kind of movie like mm-hmm. I would want to make like in a genre mashup type stuff. The the zombie cage fight, that's just like, that's a nerd dream right there. You know, like yeah. that's like a, that must have been tons <laughs> of fun to cook up. It's like yeah. art department and everything like that. and All the production design. Uh, and I also watched Judas and the Black Messiah. It's yes, now that, available on HBO Max. That's right. that's a great fucking film. Yeah, that's a fantastic I'm film. I'm glad you saw it. Yeah, because well, one I didn't know I was playing Sundance, and two I by the time I did, it was over. It was packed. Um, but I really, I, I that's a, that's a terrific film, and uh, I think the the biggest problem with it is that it's just like a dramatic, like a dramatization of events it can't be as insightful as like a documentary because it's it's just not reality it's a telling of reality you know like and i mean that's like the if that's the biggest problem with your film like a biopic that that's a pretty good problem to have you know yeah. um but no that that's a that's a terrific film uh i'm wondering if they're going to push it for oscars because I, I i i think it, it would get some uh, and i think this is like only the dude's uh shaka king's second film right yeah. feature film this is like yeah pretty early in his career yeah it's like a it's a film by a seasoned pro basically and that's that's yeah. pretty nuts so, i was gonna say i'm not sure if you knew who wrote it but it was um have you heard of them they're pretty like real they're really funny the lucas brothers yeah the lucas brothers i like those guys i yeah. i only found out about them because of 22 jump street and i was like hey those guys are hilarious and then right, i kind of yeah. followed their career after that yeah they're um so they're they're funny comedians and they're great screenwriters so yeah uh, keep your eye on those two. 
uh, as well as everyone else in this film. Uh, and of course, Lakeith Stanfield, who plays just like a perfect, like a dude between a rock and a hard place. You know? Yeah, because he's like, I don't know if, um, like his character, like, you know, obviously it shows like he's like, what he's doing is like skeevy, and, like bad. But like, it's like, well, it's like, he really, really had like no other choice. It's like, what could he have done, you know? Um, not, he he, he would have had to have like fallen on his own sword and he 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 didn't it's it's complicated the, the film doesn't let him off the hook but right, it also yeah. is like yeah that's supposed to be a real guy and then like the guilt yeah, yeah that's right of, like what he did caused him to like take his own life mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, um both both the leads should be up for actors yeah, nominations yeah. yeah uh i also saw dead pigs kathy Ann's debut feature which I've been hankering to see for years and years and years now since 2018 yeah. when it hit Sundance mm-hmm. and uh, it, no one picked it up. And in the aftermath of Birds of Prey, which is an excellent film as well, uh, Dead Pigs finally was released on Mubi, which I got a three-month subscription for for 90 days free. Yay! When you signed up for Dead Pigs. I don't know if it's, it's available anymore. Sorry. But um, I'd really recommend getting a Mubi subscription because there's a lot of great, like, independent and foreign film stuff you could find there and uh, older films on there too right. uh, but dead pigs is great it, it's totally kathy ann's calling card film mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a the debut of a filmmaker um and it, it takes influence from the actual 2013 huang pu river dead pigs incident which also had floating dead pigs down a river um but kathy uh, a former journalist who turned filmmaker used that to to take aim at like the disparate lives in the community of Shanghai from like various working class to like the wealthy and like how the the economy kind of like revolves around these different people and how everyone's affected by like the need to like sustain uh, progress and like wealth. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. It it's better than I hoped for. And I hope everyone can check it out. Finally, I'm going to put it on my best of the year list because it came out this year for me. Um, yeah, you know, so um, Kathy, sorry, yeah. Kathy Yen had the last laugh because Birds of Prey is technically the highest grossing comic book movie of 2020. So, yeah, of the decade, we'll see how long the that decade. lasts. Yeah, yeah, so take that, yeah. haters. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was just gonna throw out a few films. Yeah, 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 go ahead. You said Miami Vice, and you know what I saw recently that kind of reminded me of Miami Vice, which I don't know if you've seen. Um, The Hitman's Bodyguard. I did that is that is nothing like Miami Vice but go ahead but like no but just the the two weeds reminded me of that but like Hitman's Bodyguard because you liked uh Six Underground right yeah yeah Hitman's Bodyguard walked so Six Underground could run because they're kind of like the same movie of having like an action movie that's trying to like topple a dictator and hold them accountable but Mm -hmm. like the way they like uh present themselves politically and in terms of like like the the, the, the politic of like overthrowing a dictator is in like action movie terms mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know like someone gets tried in court but then like when they're trying them at the Haug, like there's a bomb explosion there's like a car chase <laughs> there's like a helicopter thing and i guess he does a testimony like it goes on record for the to convict the dictator played by uh, Gary Oldman, but then he also tries to escape, and Samuel Jackson, who's testifying against him, kills him. So I don't know the legality of what happens there, <laughs> you know. And then too, like also just kind of seeing that movie was a little cathartic with uh, 
a trial that happened recently. <laughs> um, but you know, Samuel Jackson's great, and um, I really enjoy Ryan Reynolds a lot. You know, he's he's good in that. You know yeah, that that. I, I wanted like to like that one. I, I didn't like it. I'm glad you enjoyed it though. Cause I just I couldn't stop like enjoying it for whatever reason, you know. The the premise is, is solid. That yeah. I want to like that more than I do. Maybe I'll revisit it. I know it's got a sequel coming out. The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife. Yeah. It's just like, okay, that's like a goofy title for a movie like that. I'm into it, you know. We'll see how it comes yeah. together. But um yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh but yeah, I, I Samuel L. Jackson, that dude does not fuck around. That guy is, is just one of the most reliable movie stars we'll ever have. You know? Yeah. I was going to say uh, also Freaky, which I enjoyed from Bumhouse. Oh, tell me. Tell me about it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. You know, despite having Vince Vaughn, it is uh, directed by Christopher Landon, and it has, um, what's her name from Detective Pikachu? Catherine Newton. And she's great. Um, you know, and um, unfortunately, has been spawned, but he's bearable in that movie. And seeing him play like against type and playing like a teenage girl, you know, was actually funny. So, I, you know, I thought it was like a nice, it reminded me of Happy Death Day, you know, um, it's a nice like concept and they executed pretty well. Is it the best movie? Probably not, but I enjoyed myself, you know. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, you know, just this nice Blumhouse film, you know. Yeah, that, that movie looks like tons of fun. And uh, Christopher Landon, the, the writer and director, also said that, I mean, th- this could just be like uh, um, promotional talk. He was like, yeah, it'd be fun to do like a crossover between right. that and Happy Death Day. You know, like the third one first. Though. Freak, freaky Death Day. Yeah, I want that third film really bad. Um, really, really bad. I, right. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Freaky yeah. Death Day sounds like fun. Um. Yeah, I, I'm into it. I, I want to see that. I got that on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, I really quick before before you do off, you round off your stuff. I saw Michael Mann's original version of Heat for the first time. L.A. Takedown, the TV film which eventually sprung Heat, and no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. Boy, for good reason. I'm sorry. This is the first Michael Mann film I've ever seen where I was just not into it wow. at all. It's I, I am an obvious biased Michael Mann fan, but it just does not work. The TV budget limitations and time frame completely compresses everything he's going for. Not just with like, in terms of like comparing it to Heat. There's there's no comparison. Heat's one of the best movies ever. This is a forgotten TV movie. You know, yeah. uh, there's like moments of inspiration with like the visual cues and like how he's with the framing and the mise en scene. But generally, it's just like it's a wash. The, the, the it, casting is all wrong. The the actors can't sell a dialogue. It's I'm I'm shocked it exists. That, that's, honestly, um, that's unfortunate. Has his book come out? Is he still writing? He has the time. He's still writing. He's still writing. Um, and I I think he's going back to work on Tokyo Vice, yeah. which is he's going to be his HBO show with Baby Driver, which maybe may not be starring Baby Driver anymore. Uh, for reasons we don't have time to get into quite frankly Um, problematic people they just keep popping up uh folks don't don't have heroes Uh, not that baby driver was anyone's hero ever for any reason but um you know what we're saying Uh, but yeah no he he has time and i believe his ferrari film is still on the table as well so even though he produced uh uh le mans 
What was a, a Ford v Ferrari? I don't know why yeah, I couldn't I remember that. I like that movie, and I couldn't, I couldn't remember. All together. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But um, yeah, he produced that, and he still got his in the works. Um, but yeah, it just made me think, like, wow, I've seen his incomplete version of The Keep, which is like a, a great vibes movie, but not like a really great movie. Yeah. And I just, I just, yeah, super disappointed. But what are you gonna do? I'll always have everything else he's ever done right yeah yeah but what about you anything want to round out before we read off the tweets and lean into the big subject for today right yeah i have uh two more we could do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah go ahead really quick was jungle land which was an independent boxing movie that starred charlie hunnam which was good and then it also has um one actress i don't know if people know her but she was in that netflix show end of the fucking world uh jessica barden she's really good in it it's just like a nice road trip movie and the last film, um, you know, I'm trying to also just be uh, just respect, uh, respectful and approach the subject because I really enjoyed Shadow in the Cloud, which had some uh, unfortunate history with it, with a certain person that shouldn't be named. Um, but the creative team, which are all women, really, I don't know how to approach this because I'm trying to, uh, trying to be, uh, you know, respectful and, uh, you know, don't want to, you know, cause it, you know, you know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, the, the woman that ended up taking on the project, I think in some capacity, it, it's, it's just kind of hard or even impossible to distance themselves from the original creator who is a, an awful monster person yeah. because it was his spec script. Mm-hmm. But also, like, this industry is hard and sometimes you, you just got to go, you know, you got to um, deal the hand you're dealt, right? And uh, from what I've heard, it's a, it's a solid genre movie and I'll let you just continue. But I just wanted to say that like, okay. you know, don't, don't hold the women accountable for someone they never met is all, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe there's more blurred lines in between that. But, yeah, uh, you, know, you know, I try to be a very thoughtful, uh, respectful person. You know, I don't want to say the wrong thing to offend any listeners or what have you. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's cool that a, a woman who's, I believe she's from Australia and a lot of the people with them, Australia or uh, no yeah she was New Zealand excuse me when I say Australia my bad um but yeah the it's cool that they like made something of like that and you know it's um I really enjoyed the soundtrack because it like it's super John Carpenter like uh synth wave and like you know it's really cool that it's like a gremlin and it's like World War II and uh you know it's just like a cool version of um it's a cool version of uh, that Twilight Zone episode with a gremlin on the wing of the plane but like they don't like have to land you know it's like but it's that to like a ninth degree they have to shoot the gremlin off and like fight it and they killed it she kills the gremlin sorry spoilers <laughs> and she kicks it in the fucking face you know <laughs> and uh you know she also she does this while having um protecting a little baby you know so she's like a mom too so i'm like oh that's cool oh that is very cool yeah i didn't know any of that you so now know? i know yeah, you don't fuck with moms. True, that's true. But uh, what yeah. was was the final movie you had? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, well, we were gonna go into No Man Land right in the next summer. Yes, and then uh, uh, Man from Uncle. Yeah, I was just gonna say Breach, which is like it's weird. All the Bruce Willis Redbox cinema period <laughs> of his life right now, because it's like these are like movies that you see, like those fake movie posters that you see, like in the Lax Action Hero. Or like parody movie posters in the onion it feels like that 
but it's like an okay movie. It's just kind of like, like I don't know what's going on with uh, Bruce Willis. Uh, he's he's Bruce Willis. Yeah, we'll we'll have to leave it at that for now. <laughs> yeah, we should do like a best Bruce Willis movies episode yeah. at some point because I think I think his best days are behind. Yeah, it's but like he's just like such a weird guy where it's like, you know, he's obviously not like Stallone, like being obnoxious, um, you know, hanging out with Donald Trump. But then he's not like Arnold where he's like progressive and like, oh, well, thank you, Arnold, for maturing. He's just kind of like there, you know, and he's not really doing too much. And like, you know, people aren't really he's not having a renaissance, which I guess oddly the other two are like Arnold and Stallone, um, I would say. Arnold less about movies and more like like actually like progression and like politics but like yeah Bruce Willis is just there like you know like like he's like are you gonna do a die another die I want to just have my burgers apparently yeah. have a pick you know and then he's um also quarantining not with his wife his ex-wife for me more I didn't know that <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah that's breaking uh, news folks <laughs> Over yeah. at the Waffle Press, I guess. Well, I mean, it's in, it's in like, <laughs> trade journals and stuff. But yeah. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, of course. But I'm just, yeah. that's funny. I don't know. They have kids. I don't know. She's divorced from Aston Fisher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, weird turn on that. But all right. Bruce Willis yeah. getting yeah. work. Because um, yeah. he does, yeah, I don't know. He's just like, Bruce Willis just baffles me. Because it's like you expect him to like say something really dumb, but he doesn't. But then, he, you know, he says like, stop asking me about my politics i guess you know he's not like you know being obnoxious but it's like you know he has like terrible views yeah but at least he doesn't say anything i don't know it's just like he's just there just an oddity like if you saw him sorry if i'm going on rant no no on this show never yeah like you saw him out on the street like in uh like uh in hollywood it's like seeing Bigfoot out in the wild, <laughs> you know. It's like he's wearing a mask, but then not really. He has it like under his nose. It's like, what an odd person. Yeah, it's like a Bigfoot. <laughs> um, speaking of American stuff, I don't know. I got no transition to this, but Sorry, let's read some responses from the Twitter so okay. we can lead into Nomadland because. Uh, I asked people what they were taught, what they're watching, what they're looking forward to. And a couple of things people are looking forward to are Dune from at Jacob Knight, uh, whenever it comes out. And I, I agree, whenever it comes out, uh, I need to go back to that book because it's a little dense. I'll get there. I'm reading um, it right now. At Billy Jarrett Ugg, been watching some Scott Adkins stuff that's on Netflix, and those have been great. Scott Adkins is one of our great martial artists, uh, specifically in the direct video action arena. Um, he's terrific. Liam, if you're out there, put him in Skyline 4. You know this, uh, but just a reminder. And uh, Kale, the movie Kale, uh, wants to know what's worth bringing up and if anyone's seen Nomadland yet, which is their next topic of discussion. But they're uh, also looking forward to uh, Cherry and Chaos Walking. Yeah, I really want to see Cherry, even though you're like lukewarm on the Rousseau brothers. Uh, uh, that, that cast it, seems pretty cool. Cast sure looks like a bunch of high school students. Tom Holland, innocent. Um, yeah, but Nomadland, <laughs> Nomadland. I I gave it my my number one spot last year for for movies in 2020. Um, 
I am totally down if people want to put it for 2021 movies because time has no meaning anymore. But what does have meaning is this film. Gene, you just saw it more recently than I did again. Right. What did you think of Nomadland? Yeah, I had a screener for KCRW, which is a great radio uh, source. Um, but yeah, I was um, I was really moved by the, the, the movie. It seemed very like uh, cinema verite, I guess is the term, because it's like real people, like the actual people that the, it's based on a story and they bring those people in and they act really well, but they're literally acting their lives, which is, um, they're nomads and they live kind of like in a, I don't know, a commune, I guess is the term. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's that's proper. Essentially, they live on uh, on the land, um, and these are people that um, financially are like hurting from various uh, you know parts of um, you know America, uh, particularly like the the uh, like Midwest, the South. And these are all people that have been affected, like stuff where um, you know uh, like they closed down a coal mine, and even though like coal is um, uh, you know, we you would want to like uh, get not get rid of coal, but like transition out of coal because it's really bad. You also have to uh, move that industry and like retrain the workers and like for I think the term's forewarned or like move uh, you know help these people like move to another industry if you're literally um, like destroying the uh, main job that their town their economy is like based in. And it really explores that because like, you know, uh, I think the place that she's from literally became, I was reading an interview or something, became like a ghost town because they took away the coal mine, you know? These people had like nothing else to, to support themselves. And, you know, it's also kind of like very illuminating because like, you know, I don't like, um, you know, I hate to get like, a, you know, like two current events, which sometimes gets a little- No, bad. fuck it, let's do it. You know, cause it's like, you know, that could also be like their own, you know, could it be democratic and whatever. But then, then also the fact like, you know, even if like there, there's still people suffering, you know, like you can't just, you know, villainize um, like a whole state, you know, like that's pretty messed up. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, the subject matter of like Nomadland is that like, you know, all these people had like, we, we live in like a, a, a culture and society that like, is about you know people pulling themselves up by their bootstraps and getting to work and it's like well we have another way to make that money faster so we're going to put you out of work but the people at the top are going to make more money this yeah. is a story about what happens to the people that don't get yeah to do that anymore and you know to, to on, the, on the texas subject too you know it's like it is very heartless to see people like suffering. saying stuff like that yeah and it's like it's so awful um if, if i I'll, I'll probably put like a link in the bio also to to send donations to like uh, texas um yeah, health and welfare stuff because like you know it's like saying medicare for all it's like yeah even if you're a republican if you're fucking ted cruz i want you to have medicare for all because motherfucker it's for everyone even yeah, if you're exactly. a shithead you know your your yeah. life is your problem you know i wish you unwell but it's for everyone you know you don't get to determine like who lives and dies that's fucked up the, the people need to be taken care of. And this is a story kind of about how people learn to take care of each other when no one else will. Yeah. You know? So I, I think it's, it's a, such a beautiful film and Chloe Zhao really taps into like the heart of like America really. Like, it's not about like this iconography that makes us great. It's about like the people that can take care of each other, you know? And I mean, like look at the last year alone, like how bad things have gotten 
and look at how many stories there are of people going out of their way to help each other you know like yeah, yeah there's some people that hurt each other still but like more often than not I've, I've seen far more stories about people coming together to help right you yeah. know and that's that's pretty great uh also chloe zhao should win best director but hey I hope so yeah in a perfect world and then you know excited more for eternals too yeah, because she she's totally she's not f- born in America. She's not from America. She comes from a wealthy, well-off family in China. You know, she makes like like her family makes um, the fucking family in Succession look like the Muppets. You know, it's like ridiculous. But she ta- her her artistry taps into something very authentic and very human. And all of her work is about like what it means to be human in, in a world where that's kind of a little difficult. You know, we almost like shamed for being human um and yeah she she's a fantastic filmmaker and eternals and everything else she does after her dracula western hybrid uh <laughs> sounds awesome yeah and i can't does. wait for that <laughs> um but yeah no man land you heard it's great you're gonna hear that for a while because it just is uh, any any final thoughts before we move on to the final film we're here to talk about today no, I don't think so. I mean, just try to go see it. I mean, it's going to be on Hulu, so you know, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Um, I wish I could see it on the big screen. Uh, if anyone else gets a chance to, in a safe manner, congratulations, you're in for a real treat. What I did see on the big screen back of the day was The Man from Uncle. Gene, yeah, did cool. you? Yeah, I think, I don't know if we saw it together or what have you, but we did both see it. Yeah. I think our opinions on it have kind of evolved. Do you remember? I think we've definitely talked about it in the past, but not since we saw it. Um, what did you think of The Man from Uncle back then? And then I'll say about what I thought about it back then, and we'll talk about it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I still, like, enjoy it. Um, I think I enjoyed it the first watch. It was, like, really, um, I don't know, not what I expected. I'm trying to remember the last Guy Ritchie movie before that before the man from uncle i don't know if it was like rock and roll i think you know what i, I just got to check that yeah that's all right but click yeah i mean, click i i didn't enjoy it um as much as like another guy richie movie like i don't know like king arthur mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about that later uh sherlock holmes oh, Game of right. Shadows. Uh, yeah. yeah like yeah that i really enjoyed but yeah i don't know it's i was a little lukewarm but i was still enjoying it you know I also, um, I thought it was okay. It almost kind of like washed over me, but I thought the marketing was tons of fun. It looked like a fun, like, like a spy action adventure comedy. Uh, I thought Alicia Vikander was excellent. Yeah, and okay, I thought the leads, the leads were solid. Yeah. Um, I was going to say you know, Alicia Vikander is just great. I love her. And she's like dancing yeah. and stuff. She, she Honor. like steals the movie. Yeah um she she's terrific she had a big year that year because she also did ex machina mm-hmm. um she's great and i hope she continues to do more things it feels like she kind of went away after tomb raider unfortunately mm-hmm. um but she's i mean that was that was mm-hmm. right before the pandemic so maybe she's got movies and vaults somewhere um, but she she steals the movie and i i'm proud to say that she still steals it now having revisited it having found like what what movies kind of are like more to my taste like being more comfortable in like what I'm interested in in movies, I think, I, I think we both slept on this movie. I don't yeah. think it's like a runaway hit. I think it's it's tons of fun though, 
And um, I think it doesn't get its credit for just being like a really lean, mean, like entertaining blockbuster. It's made very cheap for like $75 million. Yeah. And uh, it, it doesn't feel cheap. No, yeah. it constantly is very classy. The tailored suits are fantastic. The mm-hmm. wardrobes are stunning. Like it's a movie you want to play like dress up with, you know? Like every once in a while you watch a movie with like just the best wardrobes ever. And it's like, that's a fun Halloween costume. That's a fun Halloween costume. I want to see cosplay of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what did you think of your recent rewatch of The Man from Uncle? Um, yeah, no, I was, I was really enjoying it because I, I guess I also rewatched King Arthur or I was just well, rewatching scenes from King Arthur also just to put me in the mood. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was really enjoying it. And um, I guess, I don't know, I was joking with this to you in our uh, DM, but it's like, you know, I think I said to you like, oh man, like why, 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 why read Jordan Peterson and like 12 Rules of Life when you could just watch a Guy Ritchie movie? One, it's not written by a weirdo, I don't know, like a weirdo misogynist, what have I don't know what the fuck. He's a lot of things, including those. Yeah, like, you know, um, when you could just watch a Guy Ritchie movie that, you know, gives you, gives you, like, practical life lessons, and then, like, also, you know, because it's, like, you know, his movies are, like, about, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, like, a lot of them are about, like, manhood or responsibility, but, like, they're manhood in a very untoxic sense, I guess, where it's, like, like, um, I'm sorry if I'm veering into King Arthur, which is also kind of, like... No, 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 I I think it's fair, because that, that's... I think there's a lot of almost similarities in that. Yeah. Uh, Richie's stuff tends to be more class conscious, mm-hmm. I think, than he gets credit for. I think he kind of runs into a little bit of problems with the gentleman, which I otherwise enjoyed right. too, I um, um, which, isn't, also, which isn't perfect. But yeah, the gentleman and King Arthur, I guess, are in the same universe. Oh, yeah. The, for, I don't want to I don't want to say because I know a lot of people actually haven't seen those movies. Yeah. Look for the actor who plays George in both George films. In both movies. Mm-hmm. yeah one's the descendant of one that you know descendant of one. yeah and you know like guy Ritchie, like i don't know yeah it's like very like uh you know like uh learn you know it's stuff like learn to defend yourself um you know help try to help out other people when you can you know when you can actually make a difference that's meaningful um you know keep uh you know keep uh networking you know it's good to make friends you know try to like be a good friend to people you know, these are you know, like stuff like that. I would appreciate more than like fucking, well, make your bed every morning. It's like, well, it's obvious you should make your bed because it's unmade. Why would you need to be? Why would you need to tell someone that? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's, that's perfect. Honestly, like he doesn't even make it. Yeah. You know, the Kermit the Frog guy doesn't even make his own bed. You see that? You see that? He doesn't. Guy Ritchie makes his bed all the time, and then you know, he makes his dad's bed if he's like at his parents' house. Um, you know, uh, if they're in like a, you know, he uh, helps his wife. I don't know. You know, he was married to Madonna. Why, why wouldn't you listen to that guy instead of like a, a weirdo that uh, was living in a Russian hospital in a coma? Oh, yeah, that was weird that Jordan Peterson was just in, in a Russian hospital coma mm-hmm. for like six months last year. That's how weird last year was. What? That news flew under the radar. Yes, It's a very unfortunate circumstance that brought him there then he was also taking experimental medication yeah like you know like i know generally you you feel for any person going through struggles but uh it's also jordan peterson he he did it to himself i I don't care that much yeah the chad guy ritchie 
The Chad guy, exactly. Versus the Virgin Peterson. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with virgins, uh, but there is stuff wrong with Jordan Peterson. Right. Yeah, I know the meme. I know the meme. But uh, back to the man from Uncle. Um, It's also just like a really smooth, like, style film, you know? Like, there's a lot of, like, eccentricity with, like, the cutting and, like, the framing of the action and just, like, how, like, animated it almost is you know like it's a really fun movie like it, it's kind of more energetic than like i think some of the older bond films that get oh, credit yeah. for that you know like yeah it, it's uh, a guy richie probably could have made a killer bond film or a killer yeah, kingsman sure. film you know um probably with, like better like gender politics too right. uh and like the villain in this elizabeth elizabeth debicki who is six three um okay. it's fantastic and uh, he lets her be tall, which is important. That's how you know, like, a movie uses Elizabeth Debicki well, is if they let her be tall. Christopher yeah. Nolan only sometimes let Elizabeth Debicki be tall. And that's why I think Tenet was controversially received. But Man from Uncle lets her be, like, this sprawling, like, almost, like, glam-obsessed villain, you know? Uh, the, the rest of the cast also gets to, like, just wear the again like fantastic wardrobe stuff in this yeah. film uh and i love the the chemistry between the leads i, I want to say the two but really it's like kind of the three with alicia vikander like we yeah. said um you know, and then his women in these movies i mean they're all pretty like independent and um very um like i don't know kind of like feminist i don't know if yeah they're not in, they're, they're like they're always competent and if they have like flaws it's like it's no more pronounced than the flaws in the men. And it's like there for a reason, you know, he lets them be like human beings, which is like, it goes miles and miles, you know, for, for fiction like this. I, I think a guy Richie should have done solo, honestly. <laughs> That'd be like, cool. I, I think that would have made solo like a great film. Right. Yeah. Cause there's elements of that, like in solo, like, you know, the stuff, what does he say? Like his dad was like, uh, he was essentially, he made the Corellian, um, the Millennium Falcon, I forgot the name of the Millennium Falcon. I'm not that much of a nerd. <laughs> but, like, you know, his dad, like, uh, died on the planet and he was, like, I guess abandoned him. But, like, you know, his, his uh, attachment to the Millennium Falcon is revealed to be, like, because his dad made that type of uh, uh, spaceship on a conveyor belt, you know? Like, that's pretty mm. meaningful. I wish that was explored more. And I, I really enjoy Solo because, I, you know, I get annoyed when people um you know try to dunk on that movie because i think it's a brilliant movie it just suffers from being of two or three minds you know yeah yeah it's i i like solo too we when we did that solo watch netflix watch party last year i had i had fun with everyone we gave talking about it three scripts of uh <laughs> the colin trevorrow episode nine. Oh yeah we <laughs> did <laughs> yeah i mean that's just out there for anyone interested yeah no 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 Twitter is everything is legal on Twitter. Um, no, <laughs> um, but no, uh, I, I want to say though that I think one of the things that holds Man from Uncle from being like top tier Richie, like this is probably like in the bottom ring for me of him. Uh, still good. Yeah. I, I want to, I, I, I really did enjoy this movie, but like the, um, it's maybe not as insightful. It's a pure like, like um, exercise in style and like fun. And that's totally fine. Some movies just need that, you know. I'm not going to like the raid, which is like an exercise in 
just fucking insane action sequences for the answers to Tree of Life. You know what I mean? I'm getting two different things out of those movies. Man from Uncle, which is oddly not as insightful as King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Um, it's still was. tons of fun. And I think yeah. if you discover this on like HBO, I don't know if it's on HBO Max right now. I, or anything. I don't know. Yeah. It's a Warner Brothers movie, so it'll get there eventually. Probably. It's not. Yeah. But like, um, if you stumble upon it, I think you'll have a great time. You know, I wish more like mid-level blockbusters were this fun. Just there's nothing wrong with just having a good time once in a while. Exactly. Uh, unlike King Arthur, which is a great time, and also wow. Guy Ritchie's Star Wars. Right. Yeah. I wish we saw like fucking nine of those movies. And they really had six planned. They got to well, do comic books or something, man. Like they're too yeah. cool. Like, let's get the Snyder cut of that. Whoever did, didn't see that movie, for shame. For shame. And yeah. It's like, I, I got to put that with like Duncan Jones's Warcraft and, uh, and Jupiter Ascending in like my, my category of weirdo blockbusters <laughs> that just never got love. And now people are coming to them and they're like, hey, that's really good. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Man from Uncle is not quite there. It's, right. it's not. It's just not. But, um, uh, I know this film also has a huge online fan base because uh, Henry Cavill, Superman, and uh, Army Hammer, uh, 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 Army yeah. Hammer, yeah. better, again, something we don't have time to get into, but uh, one, one, the chemistry one between them. And the other does unmentionable things. Yeah, uh, but the chemistry between the two apparently garnered a big fan base online because of, like, the homoerotic tension between them, and I just thought that was tons of fun. Like, that's like the leftover from like the Tumblr era where everyone was like shipping like like uh, Sherlock Holmes and John Watson on that Sherlock show yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't know. It's it's harmless fun, you know, but uh, I could I could totally see it. You know, I, I, I could see that happening in the sequel. Although, um, to be fair, Alicia Vikander and Army Hammer did have crazy chemistry as well in this one. And that that would have been fun if not for revelations about Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so weird to talk about movies now because it's like oh yeah that person got exposed as being like a, a psychopath that person yeah. got exposed <laughs> as being like a horrible monster man from uncle will alleviate those things for you and they'll help you forget about them for about yeah. two hours what there you go like what if they digitally replaced um, arnie hammer because arnie hammer was apparently supposed to be batman at one point replaced him with christian bale who's surprisingly surprisingly progressive yeah i like yeah uh, i'd be cool with that um progressive christian bale i'd be cool with that christian bale playing a russian that'd be sure yeah why not what was the quote from christian bale he's like you should just stop having all these white white guys you know you've seen all these stories from like just this white perspective <laughs> what did he say it's like I, I, he said something like that where he's like we, we got to stop letting the white guys run stuff or something yeah I and agree. it's like yeah yeah he's right I, I appreciate you bail i do too yeah you know and then when he yelled at his uh his crew member he apologized for it and he bought him apparently a motorbike which tom cruise has not done to that guy that he yelled at as of this recording i <laughs> apologized because you know you should even if they make mistakes you need to treat your crew with respect yeah I, it's probably not a mistake that more crew members left that film set yes but again something we don't have time to get into 
Sorry, the industry is very weird right now. <laughs> or it's always been weird. Now it's just all coming out. Um, but yeah, any any final thoughts on, on the man from Uncle? Uh, this was a Patreon request. Yeah, by who, Avery who Parat. Th- thank you, Avery Parat, for this. Um, we've been talking. He, uh, they've requested several films, so we'll be doing this for the next couple episodes. Uh, and well, Gene and I do this catch up, and we'll also be preparing for March Madness. March Monster Madness, because we're getting ready for the Kaiju Smackdown of the new century with Godzilla versus Kong. Um, we're doing an episode on the Toho films. We're doing an episode on the Monsterverse. We're doing an episode on GVK Solo. We're going to have guests popping by, and we're also going to start talking about BVS. And I, I guess it's fair to announce it now, Gene, that we'll be doing that as a two-parter. You'll be covering it on Surfing Up Comics with Nick Valero. And then we'll come back and uh, do the second half over here. Yes. And we'll be Crossover. balancing that out. Crossover. Yeah. <laughs> Crossovers. Uh, we're we're going to try to get a really fun guest for that one. Um, there's yes. someone in mind. I, I don't want to announce it. We can't they, they can't. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah they, they've been here before, but it's, I, I think we even talked about it on an episode last year. So it's not going to, it's not like a big surprise or anything like that, but um, yeah, we're also looking for more podcasting guests. So podcasting friends expect reaching out so reach out to us and we'll, we'll be in touch and uh yeah we got a lot of stuff to talk about this year yeah. and i'm quite frankly i'm very excited about the rest of this year even though things are pretty bad uh the movie getting stuff better. seems to be going pretty good yeah, yeah I think things are getting better and uh you know i think we have been getting better as we head into um god what is it the sixth year of podcasting like officially right like i mean we really just kind of like been buckling down the last couple of years but like I don't know. It's been, it's been fun. Technically, it's been fun. Oh my God, has it really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, 15 episodes that you have on your hard drive somewhere. 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 Yeah, that was like a dry run, though. You know, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't really count. You know, that's like the LA takedown to our heat now. <laughs> yeah um but yeah no i'm i'm loving this and uh thank you gene for for like being along and being uh, my co-host on this journey thank you yeah. And, yeah um where can the people find you if we don't have anything else we want to talk about yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram g9892 and you can follow me at the deagle crespo check out the waffle press on twitter youtube soundcloud spotify itunes and patreon we can get early access to stuff like the legend of Korra retrospective coming at you in march Telling you, March is going to be a big month. Um, God, is there anything else we need to talk about? Probably, but you know what? We'll be back in a week uh, to be professionally unprofessional. So thank you. (laughs)